Hey guys, welcome to episode 142 of the JV Club with my guest Rebecca Watson. I am delighted to be back in the saddle. Guys, you know I record this uh, while riding a horse. Um, I had to take those two weeks off. In all honesty, actually, I only took one week off and then I had another episode recorded uh, with a guest last week and the file um, got corrupted What a huge bummer. So knowing that I was going to have to take two weeks off, but having thought that I was going to be only one week short was uh, was very upsetting, everyone. But I'm working through it. And uh, I want to thank you for hanging in. Uh, I'm sure it affected your lives. Not at all. Um, But anyway, I'm glad to be back. Uh, I think uh, the world of Rebecca, I'm so glad she was able to do the podcast. And um, I just want to throw a few shout outs out there because, of course, I'm behind. So I, I, I'm i so behind that I, I can't even acknowledge anything other than pretty much just emails I've gotten. Um, but I wanted to, to do that. So I wanted to thank Colleen and Mike. Um, I want to thank Hillary and Richard. I want to thank uh, April and Andrew, Lauren and Ellie. I want to thank Jenny for her new MASH category idea, uh, Annie, Tammy, uh, for uh, making me aware of a dress that looks an awful lot like a cootie catcher, a series of stitched together cootie catchers. Uh, Caitlin, I want to thank you and Jose. Matt, I want to thank you and Mari all the way in the Philippines. I want to thank you. Thank you guys so much for your, for your emails. Um, the only other thing I was going to say, which is, uh, a little bit. That was me just needing to take a pause to swallow. I'm not sure why I have like extra saliva in my mouth right now. Uh, and I welcome anybody who's never listened to the podcast before to <laughs> a typical Janet introduction. Um, uh, listen, we have a Pinterest account. And by we, I mean uh, the two amazing women who have been creating that and running that for me. The JV Club Pinterest account um, is one of my favorite things, uh, but is also a thing that takes a little bit of time to put together. And they have valiantly tried with their very busy schedules to uh, create visual images that basically back up the um, the podcast episodes. And I think it's a really, really great visual representation of the podcast. I don't talk about it that often, but uh, it is something that I love as a sort of way of recording uh, visually what the episodes are about. And uh, and I think they really, their schedules have gotten so crazy that their, their volunteerism um, has fallen behind and they feel terrible about it and they need not feel terrible about it. But if anybody is active on Pinterest and interested in taking over, um, I'm sure that would be very, very much appreciated, not just by me, but by them. And um, we can have a conversation about that. So if that's something that you want to check out, it's the JV Club on Pinterest. Um, you can see what we're talking about. And if you'd like to get involved, just send me an email at Janet at JanetVarney.com and, uh, and we'll talk about you know, sort of what's involved. Um, okay, that's it, guys. I want to uh, uh, get uh, into the episode without further ado. And uh, I hope everybody's doing great. And I'll talk to you soon. Now entering... Nerdist.com everybody yes. starting from the beginning uh i want to welcome you to summer yeah this is what it feels like right now in los angeles california i'm okay with this you are actually okay. yeah but you live in the bay area i do now yeah. I, I was living in buffalo new york for far too long I gotcha. and i just moved to san francisco back in october 
And so I'm experiencing for the first time no winter. Yeah. And it's magical. It is pretty great, it's isn't magical. it? Magical. So I'm All I'm right. really okay with eighty degrees. Right. Yeah, in that makes February. sense. I mean, that's fair. I'm real cranky about it, but really? these guys know. I'm just such a like even in San Francisco, just being up there for the last month, I yeah. was very grumpy. It wasn't colder and more foggy. I don't need right. torrential rain. I don't need snow. You want I don't seasons, need black though. ice. You want something a little different. It's not even that. Really? Becca, I would what be okay it? with 24-7 fog, I think. Really? I mean, I wouldn't be. But San Francisco weather, the inconsistency of the weather year-round is yeah. my favorite weather. Yeah. Where like one day it's hot and sunny, but then the next day it's like chilly, cold, You foggy. just like to be kept on your toes. I like to be kept on my toes. Yeah. And I prefer cooler, foggier weather okay. in general. I'm from Arizona, so I had flip-flop of what you had. Which is just endless, hot cloudless days right too much beauty I like a little <laughs> listen now you listen no it's to me. like it's the like pennies from heaven unrelenting yeah Do you know what i mean especially when you're in arizona and everyone's yeah. like skin cancer skin cancer skin cancer. not that right. you can't get it elsewhere of course there's that saying if you feast every day when do you feast you know exactly. every time it rains it rains pennies from heaven exactly. <laughs> i'm so i'm so full <laughs> Of bone mo, other useless. people's bone mo. Yeah, yeah. I look forward to this podcast yeah. episode even more than I was before to make that information. Uh, it's funny that you would say that too, because I've gone back to my, um, I've gone back to my uh, eat extremely boringly and responsibly six days a week, and then oh, go crazy on the right. seventh. And tomorrow is my cheat day. Oh, God's are you excited? Day. You know, I know you believe in God. Yeah. Uh, the Lord's day is my cheat day, <laughs> and uh, I'm. It is amazing how much I appreciate. Like yeah. when I'm just kind of eating whatever I want, whenever I'm not really thinking about it. Right. You're just shoving it in your face. I'm shoving it in my yeah, face. You don't but think boy, how, oh boy, how great it is. When you stop having like yeah. delicious, fatty, carby, wonderful things and you can only do it once a week, it really gives you something to look forward to. So what's, and I what's the plan? The taste different. Are you, do you have it in mind? Are you picturing like, like a pizza? pizza. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone, yeah, of course. First go to pizza. It is the delicious. Best. It has all the things that I feel right. like I don't really let myself have the rest of the mm-hmm. week. So for sure that, but you also got to budget your appetite because right. I could sit and consume probably a large pizza just based on like how much I've, my body has hungered for carbohydrates right. and uh, fats and dairy. But, uh, but I want to make sure I leave room for sweets. Yes. So, and yeah. I don't really do like an all day crazy because then I just feel like garbage by the end. So mm-hmm. it's sort of like, you know, you eat normally and then for dinner it's like, well, what the fuck am I going to do? You know, when I, when I was a kid, my grandmother told me that there, you had two stomachs. You had the dinner stomach and the dessert stomach. Genius. And so you can get really full with your dinner stomach, but then, you know, you're your still... Your dessert stomach will kick Yeah, in. you're ready. God, I wish that were true. And the thing is, I went home and I... Uh, told my parents this, you know, after I'd finished my dinner. Uh-huh. No, 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 I'm full. Okay, I'll take some cake. And my dad's like, no, no, no. If you're still hungry, you eat the rest of your dinner. And so I explained to him the two stomach uh, theory. Uh-huh. And <laughs> the scientific principle <laughs> right. of two stomachs. Yeah. And he looked at me for a long time and then said, where did you, where did you get that? And I said, I, I just, I just know it. I just know. He's like, did your, did your grandmother tell you that? And I said, maybe. Why? And he said, because I told your grandmother that when I was a kid. Oh, my God. It got recycled, (laughs) spit back out. Yeah. Grandma was just trying to get one over on my dad. (laughs) Oh, my God. That is so funny. You were a pawn. Yeah. I was a pawn in their their game. game. Mm -hmm. I do feel like, I mean, I appreciate him coming up with that wonderful lie as a child. That's very creative and interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. 
But also, had that not been true, that is like grandparent logic 101. It is. I feel like the rules get bent by yeah. grandparents, and that is a perfect thing for a grandparent to say. Yeah. And I was my grandmother's favorite of everyone, so I was spoiled rotten by her. So All the of your cousins thing. listen to this, so I should yeah. let well, you know. They, my unabashed. brothers know. My cousins know. Yeah. It was no Why secret. were you the favorite, do you think? Uh, I was cuter than everyone else. <laughs> Okay. Number one. <laughs> Where do you fall in age with other, your other, uh, your your grandmother's other? I'm, I'm the youngest of everybody. Oh, the baby. Uh, youngest of my brothers. Mm-hmm. All my cousins are twenty years older than me, mostly. Okay, um, so she really had. So you know, I don't want to. I'm not taking anything away from how cute or wonderful you are. I was were. super cute, is the thing, mm-hmm. and I was uh, a huge reader, and I liked puzzles, and I liked nothing more than going to my grandma's house and like playing with her dog and watching 2020 we would watch 2020 together (laughs) sure you know staying up late (laughs) i love the memories of what shows people watch with their grandparents i wish i talked about that more with people because i feel like i always watch star trek with my grandfather oh that's good yeah Yeah. but like i wasn't a trekkie nor was he he i think he had like a vague slight bemused interest in it yeah you know and well, i think maybe he was watching it for me and i was watching it for right. him now that i'm thinking about this right now i That's think really he was sweet, like actually i better put on star trek for the kid you know and <laughs> yeah. i was like i guess we're gonna watch this weird it's like thing. an oh henry yeah novel. <laughs> yeah and sure, in sure, a yeah. way weird way it's also somehow applies to like the logic making it back or like the snake eating its right. tail of the of your yeah your dad and grandmother's logic of stomachs. yeah we used to watch like whatever was on because it was, it was you know it was always like friday night you know and so it was like terrible sitcoms i'm thinking like just the 10 of us was that a that seems like show sure. I, I feel like that it was definitely a show was that we for watched. sure there was a show <laughs> just a terrible show that nobody else really remembers uh and then yeah 20 i do distinctly remember 2020 <laughs> what if your your grandmother would only watch shows with numbers in them <laughs> <laughs> oh my god you just blew my mind 60 minutes 2020 yeah. just the 10 of us eight just is enough yeah. that's it we would not in fact, be i might be confusing just the 10 of us with eight is enough yeah. maybe we watch both though yeah yeah I you can't, they're, they're probably like a decade of part i feel like eight is enough mm. reruns were on when i was a kid Possibly. that probably i would watch yeah. and just the 10 of us feels like i was too old to watch it oh, okay, so i don't maybe. know where we fall in this age would be, but yeah i was born in 80 so this would be yeah, like you might have been watching this would be like 86 us, 87 yeah you probably maybe. were watching just the 10 of us i think yeah okay i don't know i've never seen it okay My, i can only assume bother. there are 11 people in it <laughs> yeah uh, yeah one of whom Easily they just 11. ignore all the time right. and it's a <laughs> show about alienation yeah. of one person yeah, in a family it's just in the attic all that's the right. time that's but right he's never attic shown kid. they occasionally reference him sure but sure yeah it's like yeah. has anybody seen billy no no attic okay. Move yeah on. exactly yeah. Mm-hmm. okay so you were the favorite and the baby mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. where was this this was in south jersey okay the deep woods of south Ooh, jersey deep woods yeah a lot of people who aren't from new jersey think of it as sopranos sort of yeah. thing but north jersey is very different from south jersey south jersey is still the garden state so sure i grew up in the woods oh that's on, great like surrounded by farmland we had a creek it's a creek right. when you live on it. <laughs> Don't say creek. Uh, yeah, I no. should not say creek. Okay. Other well, other creeks are creeks, but that creek is a creek. Okay, I got gotcha. you. So, yeah. I mean, I think I got gotcha. you. Yeah, <laughs> it makes perfect sense. It feels very southern uh, to me to say creek. No? It is. I feel like my grandfather, who was southern, yeah. would say creek. There's a lot of southern influence in South Jersey. Isn't that it's interesting. like it's weird. It's somehow 
south of the Mason Dixon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in intellectually, at least, I have a lot of racists in my family. Right. Glad you <laughs> got that racist. covered too. Yeah. Uh, a lot of awkward conversations with aunts and uncles. You know. Yeah. Uh, like, like, no, no, that you don't, you don't say Orientals anymore. You mean oh, those damn bless. Asians? Yeah, that's <laughs> are taking right. our jobs. Yeah, I know you're not gonna change your mind. <laughs> right. Could you just use different just use the right language? Word. Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> oh, gonna go a long way. Baby yeah. steps. You know. Uh, but they're they're besides the occasional racist, you know, good people, good upbringing. Uh, was that's an interesting? I don't know where I'm going with this, other than to say because the the people that I've had on the podcast who have lived in close proximity to Manhattan, um, I'm always interested in the varying levels of awareness that they had of such a bustling metropolitan. Because I didn't really have that. You know, Tucson, yeah. Arizona is just like neither here nor there, and it's not that close to anything like sensational. Right. But um, people who live, you know, like I think June. Uh, Raphael was she lives on Lo- lived on Long Island. She would go into the city all the time and really had a sort of like, yes, my life is very separate from that, but I have easy access to it. Is that yeah. true of South Jersey? Because based on what you no. described, it sounds so country. Yeah, we were no, we were isolated. Uh, we were three hours or so from New York. Yeah. And Philly was our closest. So, oh, okay. Like, yeah, 40 God, minutes a terrible geographical understanding of no, it's, the East Coast. Yeah, and Everything's it's weird, all mushed together in a cool way, right. but I don't ever... Yeah, it's a weird place. Like, I have I have a theory of statehood that <laughs> we should make Puerto Rico a state and then split New Jersey. North Jersey gloms onto New York uh-huh. and South Jersey gloms onto Pennsylvania. Okay. Everybody would be happier with this. Yeah. Like nobody has any Jersey pride. Interesting. You know? <laughs> we don't have any sports teams really. Right, you know, right. like yeah, the Giants play in North yeah. Jersey, but but it's so the much New of it York feels Giants. like it's a suburb of yeah. a city that exists yeah. in a different state. Yeah, that's an so, interesting. That's a really interesting idea. And then you don't have to change the flag. There you go. Still fifty stars. I like that you're still looking out for you, the you know, manufacturers of the flag. I'm all about you know good graphic design, and I, sure. I feel like we nailed it. With we did the fifty stars. I've seen some promising fifty one star designs, but I mean, I'm sure Texas would happily secede if you wanted to just. There is that too. Yeah, yeah. There are a lot of options here, but I feel like the splitting up. Of of New Jersey is the best personally. Let me ask you this yeah. because this uh will do, will do the uh the other side of the country. How do you feel about the whole sort of I mean this isn't a thing, but the the northern versus southern California idea that people constantly especially yeah. on the north side are like, "Listen, if we were our own state, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world." Right. It's one of those uh this the San Francisco LA thing. I've noticed this in many cities I've lived in. There's this underdog thing where people in one city think a lot about how much they hate people in the other city but the people in the other city don't really care so san franciscans seem to really hate (laughs) la and everyone who lives here yeah uh i've seen the same thing uh with uh boston and new york Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. people in boston hate people in new york is that true of philly too feels like there are a lot of yeah spoking out large cities near new york that yeah all kind of i would say it's not as bad as the boston new york Mm. rivalry Uh and i'm using air quotes (laughs) because again it is one-sided right 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 you know uh but it it is there with philly too Uh, by the way totally there with tucson and phoenix yeah and i'm from tucson so it's like everyone in tucson hates phoenix and hates phoenix and phoenix is like oh yeah yeah we think of you as a cute little city nice. down there. yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah uh seattle and portland same oh, deal interesting uh i know God, some that i didn't know that i thought was they were far enough apart 
that there was just like no it's actually very similar together. to the east coast it's about a three hour drive interesting you know that's what you need i think plus i love both those cities so i'm like yeah. you guys yeah you're come both on you're cute. adorable yeah, yeah with your flannels yeah and your coffee <laughs> I love we could be talking TV about shows. that between now and 1990, right. and it would still be still totally the same. accurate. Yeah, I lived in Seattle for a couple of years, like in the early 2000s, and that was still going strong. No, oh, sure, early strong. 2000s, you bet. Yeah, yeah you were you were definitely still I was in, in the it. middle of it. Well, yeah. What took you to Seattle? Uh, boy, oh, that's where I go. That's that's stories. what takes me pretty much the everywhere. I'm a great feminist. Perfect. <laughs> I just perfect move someplace because there's a boy I like. But is uh, let me ask you this: Is there a sense of um, like, are you aware of that when it's happening, or are you also feeling like you know my life here feels like it could use some forward momentum, and this is a reason and an opportunity? to do that rather than like i don't want to go but i'll go for you like, oh there's yeah a big difference it's you know definitely I mean? the former definitely yeah. the former it's a lot like the way i got out of rural new jersey was college yeah. you know i have just i'm going to college in boston because that's where i want to be and that's an excuse to go there uh so yeah it's the same thing i was done with boston and i knew a guy in seattle and he was my high school sweetheart actually it would have made a great story if we had stayed together right uh and I, yeah i went to visit him and uh uh, then I didn't have anywhere to be. So I was just like, I'm just going to stay here. Yeah. So I stayed there for like three and, and a half else, years. If you don't mind my asking, because yeah. you brought it up, what other touch points can you list that are with like boys? with boys yeah. and, and the migration? So I, uh, I left the guy in Seattle and needed to get away from him. So I went back to Boston. So in a way that was another move Still that was prompted forward, by yeah, yeah. a guy. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, when I was living in Boston, I met a guy who lived in London and we ended up getting uh, hitched in Vegas. Perfect. <laughs> uh, just decided to, yeah, let's get married. Why not? And now I live in London. Uh, and I got to London and I realized I hate London and I kind of <laughs> <Okay>. hate you. <laughs> so, oh, perfect, perfect, uh, perfect. Yeah, so that wasn't going so well. And then I met a guy who lives in, lived in Buffalo, New York. And uh, we really hit it off. So I'm like, I'm going to leave my husband for you. So I moved to Buffalo, New York. And at this point, everyone in the audience is thinking, you're an idiot. <laughs> what a dumb... Wow. That must have exploded in your face. It did not. That was yeah. five years ago. Oh, nice. We're still together. Great. And he quit his job in Buffalo. And we were both working from home. And so we had no reason to stay in Buffalo. Yeah. At which point, you should leave Buffalo immediately. Sure. Fair, fair. So, All due respect to those Buffalonians. Yeah. Buffalonians. I think that's what they All go right. with. Uh, so then we just were like, well, where do we want to be? And he didn't want to see another flake of snow in his life mm. and we both had a bunch of friends in san francisco so now we're in san francisco and you're liking it love it i love it so much i love it we live on a beach <sighs> and there are palm trees and it's sunny and warm every day where are the palm no you don't have to tell me where yeah <laughs> uh but that's a mystery right yep. there what you just described but yep. i will say this too is when you're describing your um love for being with your grandmother the best I had this experience when I was <laughs> this is so like morose, but I had when I was driving home from San Francisco uh, earlier this week, um, I was on the phone with a girlfriend of mine. It's you know it's a six hour drive, so there it is an opportunity for me to be like I should probably call this person I love and never talk to. Yeah, and nice. uh, and I called her and I was talking to her and she was like you know oh, okay so you're heading down how was how was everything like you know are you excited to be home. And I totally 
unexpectedly started weeping oh. and was like, yes, but I'm, oh. I feel extremely sad to leave, which I typically don't feel great about leaving San Francisco and didn't feel great about it when I left for reals, you yeah. know, 10 years ago. But, um, I was having such a childish emotional reaction to it. And she was like, what's wrong? And the only thing I could say was, I don't know if you ever felt this when you were a kid, but this is how I would feel when I would have to leave my grandma's house. Yeah. Like this I just totally get that. sadness. Yeah, I absolutely of get that. Of like, I'm leaving a person and an experience and an environment that is feels better to me in yeah. some ways than whatever my regular life is. And probably it is partially because it's not your everyday. And when I was in San Francisco, I don't know if I had the same relationship to it. But right. Is, yeah. Did you have that? Were you did, were you attached to your grandma in that way? Oh, I was so attached to my grandma. You don't even know. My parents would dread coming to pick me up because right. it would just be tears. And then I would be miserable for the next day. And I would be sleep deprived because, you know, we'd stay up watching 2020. Right. And then I'd be up at 6 a.m. to watch, uh, what was the captain noah I okay believe, his name right. was. never heard of <laughs> terrible you know creepy in retrospect uh-huh. guy who dresses up like like was it a local noah. show i don't know maybe like a local philly sort of thing and yeah was, like noah noah's ark noah yeah yeah captain with noah. like like weird christian sort of bent to it but i don't was I don't your grandmother know. christian uh, yeah, my whole family is, but not like, uh, you know, they're Baptist, but not the kind that you can't dance, you know. Right. And they, not footloose. <laughs> not, not, not footloose, footloose type. <laughs> yeah. Did they, uh, did they have a strong reaction to you breaking away from all of that? Uh, my mom cried. I didn't really want to talk about it with her, with any of them, because we don't normally talk about religion anyway. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was at college and I was dating a guy. And my mom asked me if he was Christian out of nowhere. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. And then it's like, wait, are we going to do this right yeah. now? And she's like, well, are you? And yeah. I was like, I don't know. No, yeah. sorry. No. And she started crying and she said, but who made all of this? And I'm like, do we really need to talk about evolution now? <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and I was like, you know, mom, I'm sorry, but it's just the way I feel. And she was genuinely upset. And I was upset too, because that's an upsetting thing to think like oh you know i I can't be with my daughter forever because she's going to go to hell you know uh but i reassured her because when i was a kid i was at youth group uh i was really i was really into god for a while oh you were that's interesting and by the way if this is something you're tired of talking about and i just don't know it then feel free to yeah yeah it's good uh so yeah i i was uh my i was talking to my youth pastor and and he was talking about how, you know, when you accept God into your heart, he writes your name in a book. And, it's uh, so Santa Claus. They, yeah, it is very like, uh, like that. And when you go to heaven, like they look in the book and they oh, there's your name, you get in. And I remember distinctly asking him, like, well, what if I do something horrible later in life? And he's like, no, nah, it doesn't matter. Once your name's in the book, you're in. I was like, what if I, like, say God's a jerk and I'm just done with him. And he's like, doesn't matter. Your name's in the book. Wow. So you know what? I got the best of both worlds. Yeah, I get to did. believe what I want now. Oh, see, you're, <laughs> you're the opposite of me. You're very lucky because I have, these guys know, and listen, the, they still find me. I'll get to this. I mean, you'll know what I mean in a second. They still fully find me. Like they somehow have my email address now. 
I still get like an occasional email that's like, we want to welcome you to feel free to still come to the Hollywood Ward. But um, I've done like, I have the opposite, which is that I have committed the worst short of probably killing someone, which is to have supposedly accepted the Mormon faith and then and then said, I don't believe it is like, I wish it were the opposite. I wish it was, I wish I were getting the best of both worlds. Yeah. And the Mormons are tough. I, I, when I lived in Seattle, there are a lot of ex Mormons in Mm. Seattle and they just never got left alone. Like just, yeah, they would track them down save us. And yeah, you know, I've done the worst for me to have had the truth in my hands for me to have agreed to be baptized, by the way, no eight-year-old is like I've, I've thought about this all night and i've decided i believe yeah. you know nothing but yeah. uh yeah to to feel like you've had it and then to turn your back on it is right. like the worst of That's the, worst. the worst you can do yeah yeah and again like i get it you know i get it like if you're talking about forever you're yeah. talking about someone's eternal soul yeah. and if you really believe that yeah then yeah you, you should do. do everything you sure can, you know sure. you should but at the same time, I'm just so thankful for all of my religious friends and family who just don't bring it up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, on the one hand, I, it's, it's, it's a catch-22. On the one hand, I want them to care about me so much that they never shut up about it. Right. But on the other hand, I just want them to shut up. Right, right. <laughs> you know? Which they did. Which they do. But do you think that yeah. your mom really... And so you're, you reassured your mom by saying the thing about being in the book, but yeah. is that... Was that, do you think that that satisfied her? Like, because I think it's interesting when people are, their faith is tested in that very specific way. And the way families work through that stuff is so fascinating to me because some families that you would think like, well, that they're going to, they're going to assume that person's going to hell because they're very religious and that being like, you know what? All of that being true, my faith in God is such that I know my kid's great and I'm going to be with them in heaven versus someone else who you might think would be more flexible. And for some reason, that's a thing they can't get past. And they honestly believe like my child will burn in hell for all eternity. Yeah, it it really tests exactly what you believe. And I think it throws the whole idea of of organized religion into the air, you know, for people like my parents who – you know, it's just a thing you do. You go to you go to church every Sunday, and Community. that's what we did as a kid. You know, but then as we kids got older, it became just going on holidays, and now it's like, well, maybe we'll do Christmas Eve, maybe not. Right. Uh, and so when I bring up this weirdo belief that once you, that your name is literally being written down in a book, and once it's in there, it's in there. Um, even, even as a, as a metaphor, it's like, but do you actually believe that? Or did somebody just make that up to feel better? Right. You know, and, uh, do you, or do you actually believe that, uh, you know, I, because I don't believe in God now, yeah, I'm going to burn in hell for eternity. Or does it turn out that, oh, what you actually believe is in something a bit fairer, maybe in the thing that you want to believe in. So, I don't know. I think I'm kind of rambling here, but I think that uh, with my parents, at least, it's been not a lot of serious philosophical thought into it. I think it's just been years of getting accustomed to the idea that I'm an atheist and that that's okay and that things are going to be okay. Right. I, I I think that's really what most people's religion is in the long run, is that things are going to be all right. No, I think that's a really distilled way of thinking of it. And I, I, I hope that's true. And I want that to be true because it feels like, you know, as a person and I, and I, you know, I sort of 
everybody who listens to the podcast regularly knows that I'm very interested in faith and I'm interested in uh, where it comes from and why some people have it and some people don't and all this. And, and uh, I get, I've been, um, I don't want to say antagonistic, but I, I, I have been as defensive to, about religious people as I have about atheists because I don't like bully atheists either. Yeah. Um, no, I, I hate, you know what I mean? Atheists. But I'm interested in, but, uh, but you know, but like, I'm interested in you because you've made a, you, you know, you've made a, I don't want to say a career. It's not that, but you've made public statements about it in yeah. a way that t- also ties into sort of feminism and, and just sort of how we, go we move through the world yeah um as people as you know believe yeah, in you science know, all that kind of stuff i did i used to do a lot of atheist conferences and and stuff and i very quickly got tired of those conferences because a lot of the talks are just people getting up on stage and talking <clears throat> about how hey everybody there's no god okay right aren't we smart uh and and, but and so immediately I'm like, okay, but then what? Uh, so I pretty quickly just started talking about things that were related to the fact that okay, so everybody here thinks that this is the only life we've got. So why don't we just talk about how we can make that life better for everybody? You know, and that's how I became more of a humanist. And that's the whole idea of humanism is mm-hmm. is accepting like this is all we get. Let's let's. Let's talk about making humans better and helping each other as humans. Sure. Um, that to me is way more interesting than just trying to convince religious people that they're wrong. You know, I'd rather, you know, not just shit. On, can I curse? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. I'd rather just not shit on everybody who happens to believe in some galactic force. Right. Uh, well, don't you think some of that, I mean, that's, some of that stuff has to come from personal experience that borders on rage if not fear i mean i think do you know what i mean like i don't have only when i feel threatened in some way by it do i find myself like going on a diatribe about certain religions or you know whatever and the rest of the time i'm like well what you just described sounds as christian as any christian lifestyle in this life anyway yeah you know and the idea shouldn't be and 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 a good christian and i count mormons as this i don't believe that mormons in any way well i don't believe that mormons are acting in a uh in a loving kind way towards humankind here because they're worried about being punished i honestly think that like a good mormon has a good heart and is like I, I, it's my responsibility to be a good person here, not because I fear something. Yeah. You know, in, in Buffalo, we had a lot of Mormons, uh, come by, you know, doing the, um, the thing where they, they have to go live somewhere in a missionary. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, (laughs) no, I love it. I love it. Uh, love everything about it. So, um, yeah, we would get these mostly really young kids, mostly girls, uh, who are, living in rat trap apartments girls interesting because that's pretty unusual really yeah it's mostly boys yeah i've uh i mean i only saw i saw four of them two sets of two Mm -hmm. and then i think uh before i moved there my boyfriend knew another pair and uh because my boyfriend at the time worked for center for inquiry which is like a, a 
secular, uh, skeptical organization. Mm -hmm. And he and uh, his friend, Debbie, who also worked there, uh, still works there, would befriend the Mormon missionaries that would come to their door and you know, invite them in and invite them to parties and stuff. And listen, that's a, that's an interesting, I would like, I would like, I would pay money to see a good standoff, a friendly standoff between, you know, really educated skeptic who is enthusiastic about also hearing why someone else believes what they do. Yeah. And these, you know, cute 19 year old boys who are really steeped in that theology in a very intense way at that time in their lives. Like they've been given the directive that that is the only real thing they should be focusing on. And, and the great thing is that it wasn't just, you know, just debating, like sitting down and debating. It'd be sitting down and talking about how they're doing and where they're living and what they're sure what they want to do with yeah. their lives after they finish the missionary How scary work and lonely and to sort of yeah. be knocking on doors when you're yeah. when everyone else is like getting drunk in a dorm right and also talking about something that you believed fervently in but then i think as soon as you leave the nest and get exposed to all of these different ideas, you start believing less and less, or like just little bits of doubt creep Good. in. Yeah, and that's really <clears> difficult. <throat> I used to, I used when I lived in Seattle, I was a, a canvasser uh, for a nonprofit called Washington Citizen Action. So I was going door to door asking for money, and I was terrible at it, just mm. the worst. Yeah. Uh, they only kept me on because they liked me, uh, <laughs> but I was I was never met my goals, you yeah. know. And the reason why. You know, I had this friend also named Rebecca who uh, was the best one there and she would come in with, you know, thousands of dollars at the end of a couple of hours and I would have like $50 because she believed 100% in what we were doing and no matter what anybody said to her, her answer was, absolutely, yes, we will be doing this and that and the other thing and this money's going to help. And me, somebody would be like, well, would I get better bang for my buck by giving you this check or by donating it to this other thing? And I'd be like... Honestly, I, maybe the other yeah. thing is better. Like we're going to hire lobbyists, and <laughs> and that's important. But maybe there's a better way to go about it. And well, it know? almost sounds like I mean, it feels like being skeptical or sort of accepting yourself as a skeptic makes it hard to really not. Because my version of that is that I am so empathetic, yeah. and I have so much flexibility with that kind of thing that I fear that someone could reason me into just about anything because I'd be like, you seem to really, I'm really picking up this vibe that you're super sure about this. I I don't feel that true about anything. Sure, you're right. Right. You know, yeah. but I wonder if, you know, there is that sort of like, if the mind, do you, do you, do you feel, and I also want to go back to the idea of, of you as a youth being a God person. Um, do you feel a sense of, is there have there been times in your life where you felt a sense of envy as I have and have expressed on this podcast about people who just have a thing they're sure of because I don't cling to that much yeah, in that way. I absolutely get that these days. When back when I was and I, and I do feel a little bit of a little tinge of jealousy of my younger self and my mom showed me like a little diary I had when I was a kid and it was one of those fill in the blank sort of things and it's like you know when I grow up I'm going to do this this is what I want in a husband like weirdo things like Uh that and I had listed like well I don't really care so long as he loves God and you know stuff like that and I was just really single-minded in that respect and i remember you know i would go to snow camp with my youth group and where all we do is just like pray 
<laughs> I would listen to like like DC talk and you know Christian rock <laughs> and, and I was really into it for a little while and I I am you know there is a, a little bit of weirdness about like there is a there's something nice you're right about having that sh- sureness that mm-hmm. surety in your in your in your life but on the other hand I think back and I I'm like god I was dumb <laughs> You know, yeah. I was missing a lot of stuff, yeah. you know, a How lot of long, stuff was So when did past. you, when did that sort of start devolving for you or d- at least disintegrating in that? It way? was really, uh, as soon as I left home for college. So, so even in high school, you still were. Yeah. Yeah. So what were you aside from loving God? So mm-hmm. that would be like, if I said, what kind of music were you into when you were 16 years old, you would tell me that you were into Christian rock or no. Okay. I guess I was. I was out of it by 16. Uh, I was in, I was into that stuff. I would say like 13, 14. And then I fell in love with REM. <laughs> and, uh, so for my 16th birthday, my parents got me tickets to see REM and it was like my first big concert. So, uh, so I guess I was back into the secular world mm-hmm. by, by 16. But not, but maybe but I, not to the degree where you like, I wasn't you're still an atheist. going to church and yeah. Yeah. We didn't really, we, that was the point where we were going to church like on holidays. And I still definitely considered myself a Christian. But I was going to parties and I was drinking and you were, I was okay. smoking and, okay. you know, things like that. Uh, so yeah, I wasn't like a little angel. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. Um, but yeah, it wasn't until I left home, went to college, and immediately I was just, sitting there in my dorm room at night thinking and I was like oh that's that's just all bullshit (laughs) I was I was thinking about um philosophy I was taking a philosophy class 8 a.m isn't that a great college story though yeah it's so it's so it's so stereotypical but you know what this I've said this and I will say it again I am I am as comfortable I am comfortable with what makes me special now to the point where I am happy to embrace all of the things that make me the most cliched human like I don't need to worry I used to think I you know what I mean like when you're younger you're like oh god please let me be special like you want to I mean maybe not everyone's like this but I do think I wanted to feel separated in some way and part of that was the narcissism of feeling like you're broken in a different way right and the good news is is that once you embrace all of that and you're like oh I'm a human person right I'm not that special (laughs) you know then you're like okay yeah so I'm yeah yeah, so I went through my college years where I had that experience and like yeah but isn't that kind of great? You know, it's like, and that's you know, great. And and the fact that so many people do experience that has made me a big proponent of teaching things like comparative religion. Sure. As young as high school, sure. you know, or younger. I think uh, everybody needs to be exposed to as many different ideas as young as possible. And yeah. that's why, to bring it back to those Mormons, that's why I love that they send kids out. I think it's it's eventually going to destroy the mormon faith <laughs> but i don't know it's hard to I, say because of those numbers i it's mean like yeah, the amount of, of kids back. you lose right versus the amount of conversions that happen in countries where mormonism feels like a great american yeah yeah ideal. that's true because there's something very yeah. bureaucratic and american about it yeah and so if you're giving that sprinkle of american money slash i mean it's weird it's like i think it does in some ways a thing that is the opposite of what maybe the intention is but yeah i I think like the kids they send to other industrialized nations you know or within the u.s are generally going to be 
I think it's a good thing. You know, they're being exposed to more people. But at the same time, they, they have them live in these apartments all together where they and they, you know, they're not allowed to drink and, and, you know, so it cuts into a lot of their social time. And I think mostly they're just getting door slammed in their faces. Uh, but I hope that other people are, are talking to them and realizing like, these are kids who yeah. haven't experienced the world and maybe still aren't even though they're traveling. And, and so I don't know, I try to encourage other people to like, just talk to them, be nice to them. Yeah. Uh, we do the same thing with Jehovah's Witnesses. My boyfriend, uh, <laughs> Adam, he loves talking to these people. And so Jehovah's Witnesses would come by and there was this guy uh, who my boyfriend was just working on and uh-huh. like they would get into some serious like deep conversations. And the guy was really sweet. He had a son who was really into science and the guy was conflicted because he didn't know, like he wanted to help his son pursue the things that he wanted to do. And right. his, and he also found it really interesting, the things his son was learning. But then he's like, oh, well, I don't know though if he's he's going too far and right. you know, needs to just read these like books. A, it does, there's a real rigidity yeah. to, and to my, Jehovah's Witnesses. My boyfriend was a physics major, and so he had all these books. And so uh, the guy was like, you know, I want you to read this Jehovah's Witness book. And my boyfriend's like, I'll read that if you read this uh you know a carl sagan book or something and the guy's like okay and so they go their separate ways and the guy comes back and uh he's got like there's always they're always in couples you know and he's got a new woman with him uh and we realized like every time he came back he had a different person with Interesting. him because they were all failing <laughs> oh no and eventually uh we got the knock on the door and the guy was just gone and he was not allowed to visit okay. my boyfriend anymore. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so like, I, I, you know, I think it's good to talk to people like that because they're just not, when they're just getting doors slammed in their face all the time, it's just reinforcing this idea that there's, they have some special knowledge that the world's not ready for. Well, I think that's an interesting you know? point. Yeah. I don't, and, and to be fair, I really don't know much about Jehovah's Witnesses. I really don't. I mean, yeah. I had, you know, I went to school with a couple of kids. It's like, speaking of cliches, like, yeah. okay, so we couldn't participate in any holiday activities. Right. They that were always, is honestly they would have pretty to go to the much library. all I remember. Yeah, they would have to go to the that's library kind of, whenever we had very parties. limited understanding of what that means. And I've never been visited by any. Uh, yeah. So I really, I really don't know what I'm talking well, about. I can't imagine they can get up into these hills very easily. <laughs> so. Probably not. It's a dis- it's a it's a deterrent. But even like yeah. in places where you know the, I know the missionaries make their way, yeah. um, it's kind of it's kind of tough. So so okay. So you believed you, you were a believer when you were a teen. Uh, uh, yeah. Very easy to picture you loving REM. I approve and respect that. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, what kind of student were you? I was... What was your high school like? uh, Well, I was straight A's until high school. And then I realized that I could do a lot less work and get B's. And that was fine. (laughs) So I was... I'm a good test taker and a bad homework doer. Mm. So yeah, I would do like... I would get B's and and some C's here and there. But I I was in all the advanced classes and the AP classes that they were starting to offer. And I got good SAT scores and stuff like that. So that's what enabled me to get into the college I wanted. But yeah, I, so I was I was more focused on having a good time and uh, and enjoying myself. And so like I, I, a lot of my friends, because, you know, I, I'm a bit nerdy and I have a lot of nerd friends and a lot of them think 
back on their high school years with bitterness and would just absolutely never go back. Right. And I always feel left out of those conversations because I actually had a pretty good time in yeah. high school. Yeah. Yeah. I had good friends and went to the occasional parties, but I didn't overdo it, you know. And yeah, I I liked high school. What, how about how were, uh, what was the boy situation like then? Oh, I was asexual. Oh, I was okay. completely asexual. That was another conversation I felt left out of in high school. Interesting. I would ha- have these girlfriends and we'd stay up all night talking about boys, but I really, I was faking my way through it. Interesting. Yeah. Like, did you question, like, did my sexuality? There's so much I want to ask about this. I, number one, I want to ask uh, when you hit puberty and if that had anything to do with it. Or if you hit it and like you were getting your period and all that kind of stuff, but for some reason like the hormones yeah. weren't kicking in in that way. The next question I want to ask you can order you can answer all or none of these. Can in I write any order these down? you want. <laughs> uh, the next question I want to ask is: Did you have crushes on people that weren't in your like that weren't in your actual peer group? Was there? What did you salivate over? You know, a movie star or something. Mm-hmm. Three is: Did you ever wonder if you were gay? That's it. Those are the main three. Those are good questions. Okay, I'll take them in order. <laughs> <laughs> I never really, I never really thought about my sexuality, and so I hit puberty. I guess what was that seventh grade? I'm trying to think of when. I don't even know when I did, but I guess I just mean you would probably know if you were behind. Yeah, everybody no, I, I think way. I was on on schedule. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I was trying to think of like wh- which class was I in when I got my period and bled through my jeans, Ugh. and like that one girl noticed, but oh, she was boy. she ended up being really nice about it. I was just like, I think you should go to the school nurse. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and I just was unprepared. Um, and so, yeah, I think that was seventh grade. And uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. I had like a boyfriend in seventh grade, Brian Lukowski. Uh, Shout and, out to Brian. Uh, yep. Hey, Brian. <laughs> he was cute. He was new to school. Uh, but it was just because, like, oh, that's the thing we do now. Or in junior high, for me, boyfriend. it was like, are you going with someone? And that meant maybe you held hands. Right. With the occasional. We maybe never you even smooch. kissed. He I was know. constantly asking it. me to kiss him. And I'm just like, no, let's play Transformers. Like, <laughs> No, I totally get it. And by the way, d- just to make this about me, because ultimately, yeah. that's my number one goal. It's just to forget everything you said <laughs> and talk about myself. No, but I just realized I'm just having this aha moment, too, where I realized that I, I went way further than I probably was ready to when I was in sixth grade with my then boyfriend. And then all the boyfriends I had after that, I like barely even smooched. Mm-hmm. And I did the same thing when I lost my virginity. I lost my virginity to someone. And then it took me like another year maybe more to do it yeah. again and i just having that i didn't i knew i've said that before about my virginity yeah but i never i don't know if i've put it together that i did that twice yeah where i went too far not yeah. too you know it's not like i knew that i was going too far right. but i think it's interesting when looking back to go oh i i did this thing but then like i had like this sort of on track with most other people right after that yeah so you and backed then it up ba- i backed it then. up yeah and yeah. it gets i think it gets harder and harder to back it up as you get older and your yeah. experience grows but absolutely um but okay so uh so you so yeah i i was generally on track that was like then, I, this is what we do but yeah, it's not like yeah i did i just wasn't that into it yeah. and then but yeah and then by high school yeah everybody's dating and you know having sex and stuff and i just I just really didn't give a shit. I would sometimes get like little flutters of like, oh, like, does that boy like me? Um, but then it was, 
really just immediately dismissed, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, oh, but I'm not that into that, you know, yeah. I don't even want to deal with it. So yeah, all through high school, I just wasn't, I never really, did I date anybody? In, oh yeah, yeah, I, I dated uh, Matt and again, like, did we even kiss? I don't even know mm. in high school, Yeah, yeah. you know, and we dated for like the summer or something and then that was it and then he's the one he went to seattle oh right and then i went to boston and uh yeah he tracked me down years later and then uh yeah i ended up moving in with him but yeah in high school did you guys ever have that conversation uh all due respect to matt that Mm -hmm. you're now telling his story too but did you ever have the conversation (laughs) later on where you're like hey is it weird that like for the first like when we were first going out we like didn't do anything uh yeah we talked about that a little bit and he but he had a similar like weird background where he dated a lot of lesbians (laughs) and and so and uh, that was the point where i was like am i a lesbian sure that's the point because i was like i was like this guy has dated nothing but lesbians and me yeah (laughs) maybe i'm a lesbian yeah (laughs) but then i realized that oh no i do i do like dick Okay. So, <laughs> so, so, yeah. Did you ever explore it in the sense that you were like, I guess I better smooch a girl. To I, I, out? I smooched, I, I've smooched some girls yeah. and I enjoyed it, uh, yeah. to, to, <laughs> to bastardize Katy Perry. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 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 I think, you know what she's ripe for. It is yeah. really okay. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm into that. I guess, uh, you know, you could call me bisexual, but, uh, only in that really, uh, annoying way in that i've been almost exclusively with men right uh i went to lesbian speed dating with a friend once um because she decided uh or realized (laughs) didn't decide that's so horrible to say (laughs) god i'm gonna get i'm gonna get letters she sat down with a pro and con list and the pro list was longer Amazing. Sharing wardrobes, <laughs> moving in after the first date. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Uh, she was uh, she was with a guy, and she she realized like, oh, I think I'm actually a lesbian. <laughs> so um, she wanted to go explore that, and but she was a bit nervous. So I agreed to go to lesbian speed dating with her, and uh, we got there late actually. So lesbian speed dating had just finished and it turns out that's when you want to get to speed dating okay because that's Everybody's... when you've got a bunch of people who are a little dissatisfied yeah they didn't really match with anybody yeah. and they're just now they're just gonna just roll the dice right <laughs> like right. here's a person at the bar right you know so we get there and she is the bell of the ball like everybody loves her she's cute and you know she's she dresses well and she's just exploring her uh-huh. sexuality so everybody's like you know she's prime. <laughs> You know, and uh, I was getting a similar amount of attention at first, mm-hmm. but it would be like we would be in discussions. And they'd be like, so, you know, uh, somehow it would come up like, are you a lesbian? And I'd be like, Fair. well, and they'd be like, bye. Yeah. And I'd be like, oh, but, you know, I'm 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 philosophically bisexual. And they'd be like, go away. <laughs> like we Understood. are, we are not interested in your tourism. Understood. Like, Understood. I get that. I get that. Yeah. So I just got rejected again and again and again, except for by this one severely drunk woman who was just hanging on me. And it was really sad. And then like I heard some friends of hers passed by and she was like, Hey, and they were like, Hey, good uh, job. You're giving uh-huh. her the thumbs up. And I was like, no, oh. you need to take care of this. You need to put her in a cab and get her home 
So it's just like a disaster. I finally tell my friend, like, look, I'm going to take, you seem like you're doing okay. She's like, yeah, yeah, bye. You know, so like, okay. So I go outside, hail a cab. Uh, This was when I was living in Boston. I lived like maybe a 15 minute drive away. So, and it's like one in the morning or so I get in the cab and I love cab drivers late at night. You know, I love talking to them, you know? Yeah. And we were talking about Morocco. He was from Morocco and, and we were having a really good conversation and we pull up to my apartment building and I was like, yeah, you can just pull over anywhere here. And he's like, oh, which building? And I was like, anywhere along here. He's like, is it this one? I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's the building, but you can just pull over wherever. And then instead of pulling off to the right, he pulls over into a parking space uh-huh. on the left and he turns off the cab. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I was like, oh, so how much do I, I didn't see the, was that $20? The, and I go to hand him 20 bucks through the window and he grabs my arm, oh, no. pulls me through the window and tries what? to kiss me. Oh my God. Yeah. And I was just like, throw the money at him and like jump out of the cab and run in and like go into my apartment. And I don't turn on the lights sure, sure, because then sure. I'll know which, which window it is, you yeah. know? And so I'm like, God damn it. And so I just go to bed and I wake up in the morning and I'm like, I should be asexual again. <laughs> the lesbians hate me. Mm. Dudes are horrible. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be back in high school. I get it. I get it. So, yeah. How long did that last? Just the My day? asexuality, just Your, the day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I got back to yeah. dudes, I guess. But Ay, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, dudes That's are the worst. scary. It was scary. And it makes me like... I like the whole Uber thing that's happening now. But of course, they, you know, had a rape and dealt with it like assholes. But I still feel better just like that. Oh, there's a record of where I went and who I was with. You know, but, you know that exists, too, for the I mean, maybe it was poorly managed earlier. I don't really know that much about how it was versus how it is now. Yeah. But I feel like it's better now with regular cabs you mean with even with uber and lyft oh like knowing, yeah yeah like a like a record of who i mean that was pretty recently and, though that that yeah. girl got raped yeah. i think i think that was just like a couple months ago but it does yeah it does still make me feel better like you can see it on your phone yeah exactly and, i guess that's yeah. all i'm saying yeah like now i feel like when i get the receipt and it shows yes. like this Somehow this was traced, but ultimately, if yeah. it's all after the fact, who knows what's really going on? But in, like, in yeah, Google. when I was in that cab, I wasn't taking a minute to like jot down his his you know sure. license number. Sure, <laughs> so, sure. So yeah, so oh. it's nice to like have the information on my phone where I can be like, oh, John did, just tried to kiss me. Right, you know? right. Did you have the um? Did you have the experience with him where you did have a? Oh God! I shouldn't have been so friendly with him. Oh, absolutely! I, you know that's so rough. Yeah, right? that's very complicated. And, and possibly he was not a bad dude. Like it's yeah. hard to. F- but yeah, like, I mean, ugh. he was obviously like crossing way of too many course, boundaries. Of you course. Know? And I mean, I'm. He didn't saying chase he's not me. a bad guy. <laughs> I know. I, like, listen to me. I'm excusing, but I, I don't. Yeah. I. I, I would I struggle. Yeah, I categorize him in the sort of a bad guy. Okay category well, fuck that guy because i, I don't him. think a guy, <laughs> i don't think i think like part of being a good person pulling you through the window is horrible that's yeah. rapey i apologize for nah, being like maybe he's all right <laughs> that's what we do but though. if anything yeah that's to explore the line of like you know? that's the problem when you assume people are good yeah when i tend to assume everyone's like has a good heart 
So it makes it that much easier for me to blame myself if something goes awry. I'm surprisingly trusting for being yeah, known too. as a skeptic and yeah, stuff. Yeah. You know? I and this is something my my boyfriend yells at me about. Like I never feel like I'm in a bad part of town. Me neither. I you know like oh why can't I just walk someplace? Like yeah. it's fine, you know. And uh, yeah, so I I generally think of myself as being indestructible. You know, completely I invulnerable. I feel like I I just was saying that to someone too. I feel like of all the things I didn't shed from high school, but like. I know that I operate with a lot more fear and I do have a sense of my mortality on a profound level in a way that I did absolutely did not. Yeah. And I think what surprises me is that you would think that the, I feel like certain behaviors of mine have changed, but the ones that are the easiest to change and that are the most rational, like, well, maybe just be careful in this situation yeah. have changed not at all. Right. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't the why wouldn't the ripple effect be that I then now don't walk down Market Street if I don't have to or That's whatever? A really good point. And instead, point, yeah. I'm sort of defiant about it. I'm yeah. like, oh, I'm gonna fucking walk down here, right? Which is kind of the mentality I had then. Yeah. And yet, somewhere inside of me, I'm like, I'm probably dying of cancer. Right. Like in a like on a yeah. deeper level than I ever was. No, so I totally get that. It's like my fears are still less environmental and more like illness based or right. freak accident based, which. Right. I don't feel like I can control that. So why that's not going to be bad walking through a bad part of town. That's going to be like you think you're as safe as you can be because it's a freak accident. Yes. No, I am 100 percent with you because I I have always even when I was a kid, I had a fear of random acts of violence. Yeah. So, um, you know, I went to, you know, even though I, I South Jersey is a weird place. So I you know, grew up in the woods on the creek, but my high school, a 10 minute drive away was in like a sort of ghetto type of place. Uh, and, and it's a very uh, racially segregated area where it's like uh, where my high school is, is where like all of the black people live. And then the farmland is where all of the white people yeah. live, you know? And uh, so you know, there are rough neighborhoods around my high school. And I would always have like when my brothers hit high school, they were three and six years older than me. Um, I remember like laying in bed, wondering like, what if they're in a gang? And like some gang comes by and does like a drive by. You can't first of all, you can't do a drive by when you live in the woods at the end of like a mile long dirt uh-huh. road. Okay. That's not how drive bys work, tiny Rebecca. Uh-huh. But <laughs> I would still have that that kind of fear of just like a completely random, seemingly random thing that I have no control over, mm-hmm. you know. But yeah, at the same time. I, you know, when I went to college, like my parents dropped me off in Boston and, you know, my mom cried her eyes out because she thought they were abandoning me. And I was just like, okay, bye. And I immediately like run out and I just walk, uh, I walked the city for like two days, you know, Uh, just with no, no fear at all. So yeah, I I get that. It's like at at the same time, you know, there are things that I can control that I don't bother to. Yeah worry about but then there are all these uncontrollable things like yeah what if what if i what if i have cancer right now yeah. and i don't know it yeah you know and, and at the same time i have like the sort of um you, you know there's greater uh psychological fear of you know being alone in the universe and it's like i'm gonna die one day and there's nothing i can do about yeah. it and it's gonna last forever you well know? you know what feels better is uh god and believing in heaven yeah no i totally get it i totally get it yeah. and I, in my darker moments i have had those thoughts where i'm like well maybe there's 
and right. afterlife. Right. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, I think, I, yeah, and I want to, I need to get into this mash game with you, which you oh. may or may not have any idea what I'm about to do. But, um, but I do think that, um, the sort of like rhetoric that I keep coming back to on this podcast is that somehow I still want to have magical thinking, but I think that's why someone like Carl Sagan appeals so much to so many people is that he, he was so science-based, but there's still this sense of wonder and poetry and magical thinking to oh, yeah. his perspectives. And um, I think like I, we're hungry for that. You know, we're hungry for the person that... And Neil deGrasse Tyson's great, but he's a little bit less that and yeah. a little bit more grounded and like, come on, everybody, right. wake up. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Opposed to this sort of gentle... Yeah. And that's what I was thinking when you said that, that you know, that you... that there was the exchange of those two yeah. books. I was like, well, what better person yeah, Sagan than to give them to Sagan? Cause he's a total like gateway yeah, to science. Yeah. Um, absolutely. but that, yeah, we, that we, and, and, and that he falls in line more with like, you know, the great sci-fi writers like Arthur C. Clarke and Ray Bradbury, where there's this like tremendous magical hope yeah. to science that, um, I think for me is the only option to replacing, uh, theology. Yeah. It's no, like I its agree. own theology you, in a sense. Yeah, so. you need to, you know, you need to realize that people gravitate to religion for a reason. And, you know, one of those reasons is community and tradition and family. But yeah, a big part of it is safety and security. And another big part of it is wonder. And, and you know, being humbled and, and knowing that you don't know everything and that there's something greater than you out there. And we we can replace all of those things with other, in my opinion, better things. Yeah. Have you read that book by the, oh, God, I feel like I downloaded to Ad Device and now I can't even remember what it was, but it was based on, I got it based on his TED Talk and it was this idea, I think it was called Religion for Atheists, maybe. Oh, it was this know. idea, it's, oh, God, guys. Uh, he, his TED Talk was great. It was on the TED Radio Hour podcast and, it, and he talks about exactly what you just said. It's like, I believe that if you are going to be an atheist, you need to look to religion for these tenets that will help you get through this world and kind of like touch the same parts yeah. of your brain that yeah. believing in God does. I like you, you, you made a motion that the listeners can't see. That's very affectionate. Like and a like petting of, yeah, yeah. Like a comforting <laughs> yeah. petting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I got, I'll look that up and, and hopefully I'll remember to talk about it and yeah. say who the person is. But, um, uh, okay. So this mash game, did you maybe played mash when you were younger? Yeah. So mansion, apartment, yeah. shack house can't control that. Mm-hmm. Uh, first category for you will be, uh, three, non-earth places could be totally from fiction or just you know other planets or whatever three uh vacation home spots oh Oh, gosh okay um let me think let me think so number one hobbiton great uh, yeah, you sent me a picture of... Yeah, um, I went there. And I, I also have been there. It's magical, and, uh, right? It really is, except for I just want there to be real hobbit holes yeah, in there. I want to go in I and never I want to see have, a tiny they house. They warned me. Yep. I never should have looked they in the say, door. They I say, don't just, look if you want to keep well, that sense I of wonder. Know, I know. I look too. How dare we? I know. That's, that's Skeptics. That's it, right? There we go. Yeah, we need to wanting see. Wanting it more than... Wanting the magic more than someone who believes in the magic. Right. And then still looking behind the door. Still wanting that knowledge. Damn it! What is wrong with us? I don't know. Hobbiton, great, Ugh. real, real Hobbiton, where there's like <laughs> yeah. bread baking in the oven yes. inside. Yeah, copy that. The tavern was good though, too. Yeah, that. Yeah, that the was great. Beers. That mm-hmm. was really good. 
okay, Hobbiton. A tavern uh, is like the comforting pet at the yeah. end. It's like, yeah. here's one place you can go into. Yes. Have a drink. Did you meet the cat? I don't think There's so. There's a cat in there and it's adorable oh, and really friendly you. and just like laying in front of the fire. It's like exactly what you God, want. I can't remember if there was a cat tavern. or not, so there must not have been. Um, oh God. Okay, hold on. Thinking, thinking. I know, it's a lot of pressure. It's it a is a lot of pressure. Thinking. And also, and I feel like I've not been funny on this show and I feel bad for that. I, uh, that I don't, that's, not my, that's not my goal. So, okay. That's not my goal. All right. I feel bad. I think that natural humor comes <laughs> okay. from real discussion. Yeah. Okay. Uh, non-earth. Um, trying to think of books I've read lately that I might uh, be able to draw from. Yeah. Um, I mean, it could also be like, you know, you can, you can breathe underwater or like, well, yeah, actually decent, that's, you know what I mean? That's what I was leaning towards. I yeah. was actually going to say like, um, like the little mermaid world. Sure. Great. Uh, Ariel. Yeah. Ariel land. Yeah. By the way, Tokyo Disney Sea has a, an underground realm that what? you probably would love. It's amazing. And it is, it's like you go underground and I grant you, you know, you can see the ceiling, but they do a really nice job with like the darkness of it where you yeah. can and you can explore her sort of world and there's some really great that, touches in there. That I highly sounds, recommend so it. So Tokyo, I got to go to Tokyo, Tokyo Disney for this? Sea. Right. So it's not the it's not Disneyland. It's their it's their California Adventure. Right. So it's adjacent to and it's Tokyo Disney Sea and All right. it's, it's pretty great. Yeah, I'm I'm there. Pretty great. Okay, there. so Aerial Land. Got Aerial it. Land. <laughs> got mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Uh and then I I would go with um there was a recently discovered Earth-like planet, and I mm-hmm. can't think of the name of it though. So I can't either. But, but Earth-like planet, I would I would love to go there and to see what's what's there, and and that's one of my regrets that I'm going to die probably before we get a chance to explore something like that. Yeah. But maybe I won't. Maybe I'll be ahead in a jar. Uh, you never know. Maybe your consciousness alive. will be downloaded into a computer and happen. such that you can yeah. still experience it and feel like you're seeing and tasting and feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, next one will be uh, three uh, musicians. Uh, could be a band, could be a solo artist that um, basically uh, compose the soundtrack to your life. I mean, I guess it's not every moment like when you're grocery shopping, but like in those profound moments where you have felt like this is what I'm feeling is important right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, three musicians that have kind of accompanied that with this, these special compositions for you. Okay. Uh, I, I guess I have to say R.E.M. I mean, yeah. First you, owe them, you owe them at least that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would say the magnetic fields. Great. Uh, every breakup I've ever had has been <laughs> soundtracked yeah. by the magnetic fields. Yeah. They're really good for that. Yeah. And um, I'm currently really into Frightened Rabbit. Me too. I really like Frightened Rabbit. I saw He's them so live. Great. Oh my God. And what a great live show. Really good. Yeah. Yeah. So have you listened to Owl John? Have you listened to his? Yeah, I yeah. love it. Yeah, it's great. Love it. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, he really has something special. Yeah. Um, boy, oh boy. Have you heard there, he did more. a, they did a, an AV Club cover, because, uh, you know, the AV Club does those cover uh-huh. things. They did um, Neutral Milk Hotel. Oh, uh, I maybe, better write that down. Maybe Neutral Milk Hotel would replace Fright and Rabbit, actually. Am I allowed to do that? Yes. 
Yes, you are. I'm sorry, Frightened Rabbit, but Neutral Milk Hotel is... Cross out, cross out. Because I I had this long relationship with Neutral Milk Hotel where I accepted early on that I was supposed to like them, but I didn't. Yep, I just that couldn't, makes sense. I couldn't stand it. And But I knew that if I kept listening one day, it, I would get it. Yeah. So like once a year or so, I would throw on in the airplane over the sea. Yeah. And like maybe five or six years ago, just I was like, this is the best album I've ever heard. Yeah. Like all of a sudden, I just I just got it. Gotcha. Yeah, you really gotcha. Yeah. Um. Oh wait, hold on just a sec. Okay. Um. Yes, that was me receiving the saddest saddest. I almost said group of flowers because it doesn't even look like an arrangement. It's just like it, a clump of this. It does just look that. like a clump. But what an ungrateful they're very, person. They're pretty though. On the, you know what? I know exactly what I'm going to do, which is separate them all yes. because they don't really go together. They and don't. Just put them in separate little vases, and it all will be well. And yeah. I'm a terrible human being for being that judgmental. No. Those flowers. No. Uh, I love I love these choices. Um, they all are very evocative, and I can very much see them being great like soundtrack personal soundtrack uh, bands three uh three foods that you can have without any uh consequences any negative consequences uh whatsoever three so like celery (laughs) oh my god i punch you in the face (laughs) three foods um pizza um paneer tikka masala Ooh, ooh, a good tikka get and pad ki mal which one's uh it's the drunken noodles like oh, spicy basil yeah. sort of deal yeah i wonder if i came even close to spelling right um they spell it well it's it's thai so it's anglicized anyway and so it's spelled differently on every menu yeah there you go yeah i'm all right i mm-hmm. love tomka with rice like mm-hmm. pile the rice into that coconut milk and make like a oh, rice so stew good. forget about so it good. so delicious yeah uh okay th- next one will be three um uh, gentlemen, preferably uh, people that people have heard of that you have in an alternate universe, either or just a romantic tryst with could be someone you're like, I don't oh. even think I'd want to have a conversation with this person or could be like alternate universe relationship. Okay. Uh, number one, H. John Benjamin. I mean, he's great. <laughs> what can I say? I think he's terrific. He's a terrific guy. Great voice. <laughs> Very funny. Hmm. Uh, Number two, Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. I see him sometimes down here. Yeah. I saw him at the, I don't remember if I've said this before, but I saw him at the Sunset Nursery getting plants and, uh, guys for my stalkers, I don't go there anymore. So sorry. But, um, I, he was with his child and I was like, I'm in a movie right now. Like I'm in a movie set in Silver Lake. Mm Mm-hmm. Where he's an adorable dad buying Did your plants for his child. Explode? A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. My boyfriend uh, interviewed him for, my boyfriend does a podcast called uh, Inquiring Minds for Mother Jones. So he interviewed Mark Ruffalo and Mark Ruffalo was at his mother's house at oh. Christmas or Thanksgiving and like his mom was in the background. He's like, I'm almost done, mom. No, oh, no, it's fine. Yeah. I can talk for another hour. Yeah. Like he's just the nicest person. And his mom was nice. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. No, he's great. He's great. Gotta put him on the list. Perfect. Um, and then I'm going to throw in Robert Downey Jr. Just so I can great. have that like Iron Man, Hawk sure, thing sure. that I... Iron Man, Hawk, Coach McGurk, foursome. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> it's all getting covered. Yeah. <laughs> fantastic. Fantastic. Okay. So uh, next category will be three skills you wake up with tomorrow. Uh, Matrix style. You've downloaded them. They're in there. You're amazing at them. 
Uh, number one, surfing. I'm taking lessons. Ooh, I bought a surfboard. I'm really into it. Yeah. Number two, piano. Great. Never taken a lesson, but I would, I would love to just bust out yeah. like a great balls of fire at a yeah, party or something. Um, mm, let's see. What would be my third skill? Oh, this is tough. Uh, I would say maybe, oh, uh, uh, language. Uh, yeah. Can, yeah. The ability to. Multilingual. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm useless at it. Unless I'm like right there in the country speaking sure. at the time. Sure. I, but even terrible. that is better than some can say. Yeah. Uh, okay. I'm going to go with um, three. I wish I could remember. Someone sent me a really good suggestion recently that I have, of course, forgotten. Uh, I'm going to go with three mentor type women. Like mm. um, not somebody that you is like, f- you know, frosty to the point where you're like, I can't have a conversation about my period or whatever. But yeah, that's the most gross female thing I've ever said. Like, I, uh, <laughs> That's what that listen. listen. That's the only thing that makes us women. It's the only thing two exactly. women can talk about. That's yeah. not a man. Gushing we're either blood. talking about a man yeah. or we're talking about How's a period. Everyone, <laughs> oh, I hate myself. Periods, okay. uh, but three. You know, like my example. I always say, well, I wanted to be my best friend, but Emma Thompson. But you know, it could oh, be someone like yeah. that. But could be anyone from history too, living yeah. or dead. Oh, could even be someone from fiction. Like, oh, I wish this fictional character or a real person that I could call and be like, what do I do about this? Right. Oh God. Um, okay, Margaret Atwood. Oh God. Why aren't we best friends yet? I don't know. I don't know, but I. The only thing I worry about with her is that I would call her and she'd be like, "Well, you know, life is essentially meaningless. Right. So have sex while you can." Sometimes I need um, to hear it's that. It's going to end up feeling very empty inside. <laughs> You'll be very empty. But that's what I can offer you. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck with I know, that. But she's amazing. Luck doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Uh, can I have Emma Thompson too? Yeah, sure. Why not? I love Emma Thompson. God, she's just oh, the and um, oh, uh, geez, her name is her name is escaping me. I know. I get aphasia. This is game yeah. is guaranteed aphasia. Um, it's like a test in aphasia. She's a, a beautiful older woman. Vanessa Redgrave. No, this is fun for me. She's yeah, American. <laughs> Sounds like uh, no, she's she's British. Uh huh. Yeah, it's because American women have to be put out to pasture, and you never see them. <laughs> Judy Dench. Uh, Judy Dench is the name that popped into my head first, but yeah. that's not who I want. She oh, was I in that the bottom of this. red movie where she was like a secret oh, agent. Oh, uh, Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren. Great one. Thank you. Helen Great Mirren. Great one. Mm-hmm. Oh, fantastic. Okay. Next one, we're getting, uh, we're, we're, we're quickly making uh, good work of this uh, game, except for what I just said that really added like 10 extra minutes to me just being like we're doing (laughs) really (laughs) we're doing things things are happening oh god periods uh okay three um you own three businesses that are very easy to run they're just but it's like you know a a sort of a side project three things that you offer up to people could be a shop could be a service Mm -hmm. of some kind three number one cat shelter great uh number two bookstore Number three bar, because my dream is to have all of those so three easy. things in one. That's great. Yeah, that's great, great, great. And then uh, final category will be uh, three. What do I want my final category to be for you? Three. 
you know what? I'm curious what your answer will be. Three places and times in history that you can visit in a protected bubble. So it's mm-hmm. if you want to see something horrifying, you won't be a part of it. But if right. you fe- if you have a morbid sense of I need to see this happen, mm-hmm. uh, that or you know p- positive stuff okay. places and times that you could you wish you could peep in on. Number one, far in the future. Yep. Great. Yeah. Anywhere. A thousand years, maybe. Great. Uh, number two, dinosaurs. Got to see a dinosaur. Maybe ride one in my bubble. Great. Uh, number three. Hmm. Sorry. No, no, it's okay. I was just sitting here pondering whether... I could remember when the next Jurassic Park movie comes out. Oh, I think it's at the end of the year, isn't it? Probably. Yeah. We're a long way out, but I yeah. can't wait. Uh, uh, gosh. Oh, uh, I would go check out the Library of Alexandria. Oh, that's a great one. I would meet Hypatia. That's a great one. Okay. Uh, all right, so I'm just going to do this real quick. You tell yeah. me when to stop. I'll do some math. Uh, we'll, we'll end this puppy. Wait, and so, tell me when to okay. stop. Stop. Okay. Uh, pausing this, doing some calculations, coming back with your 100% guaranteed MASH future. Can't wait. It's very handy when it's uh, a manageable number. I, I did like the longest one in history recently, and it felt like it took me 15 minutes just to get <laughs> that was to the very fast. MASH. Yeah, this was good. This yeah. was a quick five. Uh, okay. A lot of this um, works and makes sense to me. There's like some through lines that I'm, I feel like I'm starting to sense, but maybe I'm crazy. Okay. Um, number one, I want to congratulate you on your shack. I apologize, <laughs> oh, but oh. it's in aerial land. Oh, great. Which is like, I mean, how, how like you're not gonna have an apartment down there. Yeah. I don't know about this house or mansion idea. It kind of feels like it's whatever it's constructed of. It's probably some kind of a delightful cave. Right. It's probably made of seashells. Right. And I am a tiny home enthusiast. Me too. I feel like I could do a lot with a oh, little, yeah, no. a little shell it, it shack. It feels right to me. And I want to just get this right out of the way because I'm very envious but also very pleased. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like Emma Thompson could chill in that world oh, so yeah. comfortably. Oh, yeah. Yep. On land, cat shelter. Good work. Nice. That, fe- that nice. feels like it totally fits also. Yeah, I'm really excited about um, that. Also uh, exciting to me is your ability to speak multi-languages, which I can only imagine includes cat and some and sort of weird mermaid, mermaid. language. Mm-hmm. Um, probably consisting Lobster. of... Right. Yeah, I'll also uh, be able to sing, which will be great. It's going to be great. It's great. Um, I'm very excited that you, have a, you were able to take a trip into the future. Mm-hmm. Very, mm-hmm. very excited about yep. that. Good. Um, and there's something... <laughs> There's something really great about this triumvirate that I'm going to leave with. Okay. Uh, leave you with, which is um, that you can have all the pizza you want. Sweet. With John Benjamin. Yes. <laughs> to the music of the magnetic fields. Yes. And follow me on this because his voice is not unlike it is, the lead singer of the magnetic Merritt. fields, yes. right? He is totally is sort of Stephen like, Merritt. Like slightly lazy yeah. bass. Yeah. Like sleepy lazy and, you know, I bass. Can, I can play, I learned to play the guitar based primarily on the songs of 69 Love Songs. Well, so we're going to have a great time. You're going to have a great time. That, uh, is a, that, is a, that is a good snoozy afternoon yeah. with those three right there. So great stuff. Uh, what a great 
time this talking. was a lot I'm of fun so glad that you're able to, to yeah. do it while you're in town yeah me too and, thank you so much uh, and it would you is there anything that you would like to tell uh, these guys who may not uh, be as familiar with where they can find you to uh, go you can find me on twitter at rebecca watson great or i have a website called skeptic s-k-e-p-c-h-i-c-k dot org uh that's it those are great those are great resources guys uh we'll talk to you next time on the podcast as always the jv club theme song is back before we were brittle by the amazing say hi now leaving nerdist.com